This podcast replay is brought to you by Walton Rayom. Call for a free consultation, 954-966-4646. At Walton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. Welton Rayom handles property damage claims due to a hurricane. Welton Rayom can help. 954-966-4646. All right, all right. How you doing, my man? How you feeling? How was the uh, shrimp cocktail? Oh, shrimp cocktail, man. That it, it, that one gets to me. In the past, I, I don't know. This year, I don't know if they had extra sauce. They had uh, a little something extra kick to it. But, uh, man, I was getting teary-eyed from it this year. Uh, last year, I remember I, I took one. Uh, for, it, for, for those that don't know, we're talking about St. Elmo's, St. Elmo's uh, shrimp cocktail in Indianapolis, a staple over here. I uh, had one one night, but maybe I didn't have that much sauce. And I was like, oh, it ain't nothing. And then the next day, they were handing out samples at media availabilities. And uh, that one got to me. I was like in the middle of the of the whole room, just like I had to stop. <laughs> so they got they got me the first time. I went with Jason Cole. It was Jason Cole. It was Alex Marvez. Nice. Um, God. Um, I don't know. It may maybe Darlington was on the beat at that time. Um, but it was like 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 seven or eight of us, right? Uh, back in the days when we used to be able to really cover the Dolphins and a lot of people on the beats used to go, you know, those days when there was more money available. Anyway, so uh, it was a big group of us and it was my first time. This was over 20 years ago. And um, Cole's like, oh, yeah, no, you got to try the shrimp cocktail, but you got to try it, you know, the sauce because you got to lay into it. And I had no idea, dude. And I'm a huge shrimp cocktail guy. I have it every time I go, but I'm prepared now. And, and, and uh, I, you know, I'm treating it like regular shrimp cocktail sauce, you know, and I boom, bop, and my eyes just lit up and cried and everything because yeah. that thing, it opens because it, it's like it has wasabi in it. Right, right. It's it's a wasabi. With wasabi in it because it opens up your pores like, brother, you can breathe really well when you're <laughs> once you have that shrimp cocktail. So, yeah, I, I got and then I've gotten several people over the years as I take them over to St. Elmo's and when they don't know the yeah. what the shrimp cocktail sauce is, but, <laughs> but get their reaction. But it is phenomenal. I yeah. mean, it is freaking I, phenomenal. I, I feel like I think it is akin to a, a non drug addict way to experiment. Yeah, <laughs> because you're feeling these weird sensations that you can't control. No, and it's only for a few seconds, then it goes away, but uh. <laughs> It's By the way, you, way do know, you do know that right down the street at Izzy and whatever, it's Harry and Izzy's. Ate dinner yeah. there last night. Okay, you you know it's the same owner, right? It's the same company, and you could get right. the same shrimp cocktail there and all that. Right? Stuff. Yeah, I saw it on the menu and everything. Yeah, yeah, because I tell people sometimes, hey man, if you don't want to make the line and go through all the craziness, and maybe it's a little bit more expensive, what you're going to buy there, just go to their sister you know, restaurant and you can have the same shrimp cocktail and it's probably a little cheaper actually, you know? So I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. Draft week, you need a reservation. Cause I mean, those places are packed all dinner times. So you can't find it. You, you go from like five to uh, 9 PM and then you won't have any spots open. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't reserved something ahead of time, they still have the upstairs open at, uh, at St. Almost. The bar? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, so many rooms. It's because it's like you go upstairs, you go down 
a, a, like a hallway of dinner tables and then you uh, go across another hallway with a bunch of pictures of uh, famous people that have been there, another room that's set up similar, another stairway and you know another back room. It's it's wild over there. I love their setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because it's old school. It's an old yeah. school. You had to build it. You had to build within it that way because it's right. the way it is. It's like buying, you know, a house in Little Havana. You know, you're going to have closets about this size. And so, you know, there's uh, no such thing as a walk-in closet in, in Little Havana. You know, it's uh, closets that are, uh, you can fit like three shirts and then you got to go find another closet. After I think that. if you have a walk-in closet in uh, Miami-Dade County, it's a, it's an efficiency. And then you just rent it out to somebody. Right. Basically. For, for like 2100 a month. Yeah. <laughs> you can do that. That's uh, That will definitely work out. Uh, all right. So what have you uh, learned this week from the Dolphins? What what? What what's your gut tell you about something? Give it. Uh, to me. Okay, yeah, I mean, uh, the top of my head would be uh, Tua Tungavailoa. This contract is. It, it seems like it's getting done, and he's going to get paid the big money, bigger than we talked about on here. Uh, so you know, if if people who are hopeful of the forty-five million, then um, I think no, it's going over the the fifty million in average annual value, and. Um, and then it'll reset where the Dolphins stand. Uh, it'll help in the short in 2024, but then after that, it's going to get more difficult for, for the Dolphins to uh, make other maneuvers in future off seasons. Well, that's how it always is. Yeah. Anytime you sign a quarterback, quarterback, you, yeah. you want a quarterback or not? And so I'd rather go with two of them what I've had here the last 30 years. Yes. Uh, so I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm pretty fine with that. And I understand – you know, at first I had my own trepidations about giving him a long-term contract right away at the end of the season, but I I quickly changed my tune um, because, one, the team needs the cap space. Two, uh, people are freaking out about giving him $50 million. That's what every starting good quarterback is going to end up getting. And really, his deal three years from now will not look, you know, ridiculous because of the pace that these contracts are going, it's only going to get, you know, it's the same thing we used to say about Goran Dragic's contract when they first signed him, you know, that kind of stuff. And then after you realized, oh, really, you know, two years in, you're like, oh, yeah, no, the market is way ahead now. So the heat was ahead of that. And I think that's what's going to happen here. You're not paying him like the top quarterback in the NFL, but you will pay him a, a pretty penny because it goes comparable with – his stats to Justin Herbert's stats. You want to compare them? They gave Justin Herbert the money. Why aren't you going to give him the money? Right. You know what I'm saying? He wins more than Justin Herbert. So what the hell? He wins more against Justin Herbert, by the way. Isn't he 2-1 yeah. against Justin Herbert? Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you gave Justin Herbert the money and if you're giving, you know, uh, Kirk Cousins the money and if you're giving – all these other guys, why aren't you going to give to her? That's what the agent's going to say. But it, listen, this conversation is only dictated by one thing. If you weren't a believer of Tua, that's you're the one that's going to be complaining about the contract. If you were the believer of Tua, which is the minority, right, or maybe maybe half, you're not going to complain about the contract because you're going to look at the last two years and say, this guy was in the MVP talk. Which even had a quarterback post Marino, even they've never even considered him to be in the MVP talk. Never, no quarterback that's been here. So 
You know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. Yeah. And then you look at uh, contracts like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, those were set out a couple of years ago, and then they uh, are now just being thwarted by the, the contracts that we have now. Uh, so those two were like average annual value in the uh, mid 40s. So now at last offseason, that's when everyone, well, the four quarterbacks, uh, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, uh, Jalen Hurts, and Lamar Jackson all hit uh, over 50 in average annual value, sort of um, uh, breaking that barrier. So then, yeah, now it, it makes sense that uh, it, to to be in line with that uh, going forward, then, yeah, top of the line comparatively uh, is what you'll need, and then that will soon be outdated. And then in a couple of years, you're seeing way bigger contracts uh, for you know, every guy that comes up. I talked about this yesterday. I, uh, I thought, um, I thought uh, Greer set, sent everybody a message. If you really listen to what he was talking to you guys about in that roundtable, um, he gave you nothing on everyone. <laughs> nothing except Tua. Right. Notice how Tua and Jalen Waddle. And Jalen Waddle. But, but that that's a but we knew. We knew. Yeah. It's a fucking stupid question. Okay. <laughs> it was fucking stupid to be asked. It was fucking stupid to be brought up. It's it's just stupid to be a part of a conversation or any article or any kind of rant or anything like that. This is just people following Mike Tannenbaum's stupidity because that that had that's not even brother. I don't even put that at any weight on that shit. So really, he said he told you there's urgency. He wants to get the contract done. You know, hopefully before what the before free agency or the draft. He said I think before free agency, right? If not the drop, but we'd like to get it done or some oh, crap like uh, that. No, for the tool contract, no timetable. Uh, so he didn't he didn't have a timetable on it. You no, know, but but all right, he didn't have a timetable, but he said that it's something that we'd like to get done or whatever. Oh, yeah, this offseason for sure. They want to get right, done. Exactly. Yeah, they don't want him to play on that fifty year uh, right. uh, They didn't say that about they didn't say that about Rob Hunt. They didn't say it about Connor Williams. Right. They didn't say that about no other player whatsoever. And then the other thing is he didn't say if you're expecting Chris Greer to ever shit on a player on the way out, he's never going to do that. So the whole X thing, yeah, of course, no, you know, hey, you, you never close the door. Of course you don't close the door because if he wants to come back on low-hanging fruit, they'll bring him back on low-hanging fruit. You know what I mean? So, you you know, it to me, he kind of, he was typical Chris Greer. He told you nothing, but for one player, they – Mike McDaniel sent the message. Chris Greer sent the message. Tua's here to stay. Everything else is pretty much in the gray. You don't really know. You and I can guess Rob Hunt is coming back. No, they're going to let him go. Whatever. You know, we can argue about that kind of shit. But the Tua stuff, is that how you write it too? Nothing on every, anyone else. But Tua, you knew exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. The, uh, the only other thing, I, well, now the X comment was interesting because it wasn't even something on my mind right as the uh, release is happening. Oh, and we'll be willing to bring him back. So that was interesting just to hear him say that. I know, I know what you're saying that uh, then it would be a low hanging fruit uh, situation where he they'd finds be, out, all right, the market. Dude, they'd be willing to trade for Jonathan Taylor. They'd right. be willing to sign Dalvin cook. They're, they're willing to do all those things. Mm -hmm. The part that people didn't understand constantly that I kept sending the message. It's at their price. Not what, you know, all these people are right. Oh, they're dying to trade for Dalvin Cook. And I'm like, no, they're not, dude. 
They're, they're going to wait for low-hanging fruit. They don't want, they're not going to pay for the guy. You know what I'm saying? And it's the same thing for other guys. This is kind of the same thing for X. Would they like to bring him back? Of course. But it's going to be at a majorly reduced number if he wants to come back. If X is chasing money because he's got all those baby mamas, I think <laughs> I think those days are done here in Miami. I'm just but, but as far as, uh, as Tua and, and the original question, I think that just speaks to how they've always wanted to uh, instill that confidence, especially since Mike McDaniel got there. But then even uh, the offseason where they were hiring a head coach after Brian Flores, it was all about the, the, the confidence. And I think that's what made Mike McDaniel or one of the um, the aspects that made Mike McDaniel uh, such a formidable uh, um, uh, prospect for the, the coaching job in that, uh, that search that year uh, was they knew he would go about it this way. And uh, yeah, even then, that like Chris Greer, when they put out the statement uh, that offseason that uh, they are they are, were looking to stick with Tua. That was after two years when he was under Flores and everything else. So every offseason, that's been consistent. Is showing that confidence in, in Tua. And then, yeah, you're right. Everyone else, it's kind of, um, you know, it's it's up in the air, uh, things like that. And uh, although, except, you know, Tyreek Hill, a world-class talent like him, and you're dealing with a – you're putting up with a bunch of off-the-field incidents as well, then uh, Chris Gray didn't want to comment on that, looking for um, uh, more information. But uh, still adding, though, that uh, he's a great player. And honestly, when you have a great player like that, then you're going to put up with more – of the off the field drama. Yeah, I'm with you there. Well, you've been able to walk around and hang around at night. And have you been able to gather any information or gut feeling on uh, outside of Tua who's staying and who's going? You got anything on that? Who's staying and who's going? Well, man, I found uh, uh, this is stuff that I, 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 I can't put out there. But uh, I was told very off the record. Uh, some, you mentioned the Jonathan Taylor um, a trade talks. And um, I, I found out an, an interesting player uh, from the Dolphins was uh, was potentially in the talks. Uh, but I, I can't name him. I, I can't do it. And there's, I don't have enough sourcing on it to back it up. It would just be a rumor at this point. But um, it, it, it's something I can't fully go, go and, and put out there. But it was very interesting to hear. Um, and then I know you want to know uh, about uh, uh, Derrick Henry. I mean, I, I'm hearing the Titans are going to try to do whatever they can, uh, but um, it, it's going to be tough. Anyway, that, that's, 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 that's all horse shit. They, can they, know, they know they have work to do. So, he's gone. He's right. gone. Unless they tag him. Unless yeah. they tag him, but he's gone. He doesn't want to stay there. He, yeah. he knows they have no shot at winning a tie. You're bringing in a new coach and a new everything, and – you know, they're, they're, they don't have a, a quarterback that's ready yet right now. You don't even know if Will Levis really is the guy. Yeah. Yet. So there's that that's all smoke and mirrors. I'm talking about our own guys. Yeah, yeah. Connor well, Will. Just, just to finish up on there, to that point, um, yeah, it was it was put to me from someone uh, actually in the Titans organization that they know they have work to do there, but uh, but they want to bring him back. But they're, they – they know they have work to do, essentially. So uh, when someone from there is, is putting it like that, they probably know it's a long shot to bring him back. So um, Why would he come back? Yeah. It's not fit for him to come back. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Why? Just because to finish out your Titans career? No, dude. It's You gave them the world, bro. You have carried that franchise for years now. You know what I'm saying? It's time for you to go somewhere where you're complimented. 
where the quarterback compliments you. He doesn't have a, he's never had a quarterback that compliments him. And that's his problem. He plays, he has to carry the quarterback in the, in the entire offense. He needs to go somewhere where they actually have a quarterback, yeah. you know, in a real offense. And that's why I think Miami, but I'm saying Rob Hunt and some of these other guys. Yeah. I mean, um, nothing that has shifted where I, you know, I've stood on them. I mean, um, you know, I'm still thinking Christian Wilkins. I'm leaning towards yes. I know. So we have sort of that. Maybe we'll call it a playful bet uh, up where you, uh, you've been on. No, uh, he's, the no, 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 no. The, the extra money now in the cap. I think there's a good chance now he gets. Okay. The cap. Yeah. There's yeah, no. That's there's, a big. Yeah. I stand by my. I if there wasn't the extra money, I would stand by my statement that he's gone. Yeah. But because that's of right. the extra money, yeah. when that happened, I told Sean. Actually, asked me that 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 moment it happened. I said, you know what? Now the Dolphins are going to pull the dick move. They're going to tag him because, again, I'm not in the cap crisis hell department that some of you media guys are in. I'm not into that. Miami's cap is very manageable this year. It's so manageable that what happened with the cap, now I feel they can actually tag him and still do whatever the hell they want to do. So to me, I think now, because unless you're convinced you can replace him in the draft, Unless you're convinced you can replace him in free agency, you're better off just tagging him if you can keep him under the space for one year and then move on from him, and then you can prepare. This year, you'll go after a linebacker. You'll go after uh, another corner. You'll go after an offensive lineman or something. And then next year, you could go after the defensive tackle when you have your full allotment uh, of picks and you let go of Wilkins, you know, that yeah. kind of shit. So yep. that's why I think now with the the increase so much in the cap, I think now there's a possibility that he can get tagged. If there wasn't, I would have stuck to my guns. No tag, and I'm still sticking to my guns. There will be no long-term contract. I'm I'm ultra convinced of that one. I've been ultra convinced of that one from the get-go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's fair on Christian Wilkins. Uh, so, so I'll give you that. I'm not going to call you out for, uh, for flip-flopping. I think that is a fair assessment um, in, in, you know, changing your opinion on that. Um, and then previously, yeah, so not too much as far as uh, maybe shifting my, my opinion on, you know, what we've previously stated on, on all the guys. Uh, so if that means uh, Rob Hunt, because I've always kind of felt one and not the other between Wilkins and Hunt, but there is the extra money that you're speaking of. So that could maybe possibly I, I would have to do all the calculations. But uh, if there is a way, then then, uh, you know, maybe Rob Hunt could still stick around. But I've kind of felt it, it's going to be tough to bring both. So if Wilkins is, is one, then I would say Hunt as the other. No, I think Andrew Van Ginkle is just such an important piece. And especially Greer, uh, Greer spoke about just the uncertainty at the edge rusher position and uh, that we all know. And uh, I think the Dolphins have to operate this way in this uh, this upcoming month. Uh, with, uh, so, and at top of the list would be to bring back your own guy that you, you know, and, um, um, you are comfortable with. And, uh, and of course there's the question of Jerome Baker. And, um, so Greer said, uh, that, that the new defensive staff will basically have their say in, uh, in bringing him back. And financially, uh, the prudent move would be, would, would be not to at, at the price he's at. If he can come back on a much cheaper deal, shake him down, then, um, I think that would be fair, but uh, but something's got to happen there on uh, Jerome Baker, of course. Oh, he's gone. It's just, I, but you have to, you have to have an injury settlement there, correct? If I'm correct. Uh, well, he has no guarantees uh, for 2024, so 
Um, but, but because he's injured, I think there has to be some kind of an injury settlement, right? The, the because, waived an injury settlement. Huh? The, you're saying, yeah, the, the waived with an injury settlement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they have to. That's why I think uh, you're not, you know, because somebody asked me, hey, how come the Dolphins haven't made any news moves? And I said, that's because you've got to wait till after the combine. Next week now you'll start seeing the cuts and we'll get as they position the following week for the start of the league year and free agency and all of that. So you're expecting the cuts and everything to happen next week, you would imagine, right? Yeah, yeah. And also they have to get under the uh, the cap uh, by, by the start of the new league year, March 13th. So And the Xavier Howard money doesn't help uh, in that regard either because that's that would be a post-June 1 cut. So money doesn't hit until June 1. So they still have about $29 million to uh, – to uh, get under there. So a lot of restructures to the, the high priced contracts that they're on the books for uh, converting base salary into the, the pro rated bonuses spreading out to hit. Uh, that'll go a long way too in getting them uh, to that number. Uh, what they only have one franchise tag they can use. Correct. Right. Right. Is it worth using the other tag on either Wilkins or hunt? You said wait, the other tag, the transition tag, whatever. Oh. The transition tag, um, well, then you leave yourself open a bit more um, as opposed to um, where if you just franchise, man, you know, it's a, uh, I got to look at the numbers, but I think it's like a three, $4 million difference in Wilkinson's case uh, as far as what you say. But then I think Wilkins, uh, another franchise would probably um, go give him the money he's looking for uh, in that regard. And then you would, yeah, you would have a right of first refusal uh, and to match, but um, you would leave yourself open then, and someone on the market would probably give Wilkins what he's looking for. Yeah, because I, I, I would think you wouldn't do it with Hunt because then somebody definitely will scoop him up right away. Yeah. Wilkins yeah. still, you know, it all depends if you feel he's worth it. To me, I don't feel – do you feel he's worth uh, big money? Uh, you're saying Hunt or Wilkins? No, 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 not Hunt. Wilkins. Wilkins. Yeah, um, big money as far as the, you see, I wouldn't go top of the line like, uh, like, like he, all like the elite defenses. I, I want to go just a notch below, similar to he, Tua. He wanted Quinn Williams money last year, dude. Right, he wanted Williams money, so he and he got sacks this year, so that's why I'm asking you. He's going to ask. The bar's only moving for him when he got those sacks. So that that was the thing that was holding him back in negotiations last offseason for sure. Is that every other big defensive tackle that had gotten their big contracts, their big money, they had the sacks to go with it. And Christian Wilkinson's previous career high was a four and a half sack season. So he didn't have that interior pass rush on his resume. And then he doubled that uh, high with nine last season. So um, the, the numbers that end up talking, even though, uh, you know, as, as you've stated, a lot of them were sort of uh, some gimme sacks and, you know, not in the big games. But, uh, at the end of the day, it's the number that's there. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with. Hey, listen, here's my reasoning. I'm not giving you top of the line money. I give top of the line money to people that you have to game plan for. Nobody games, pl nobody game plans for Christian Wilkins. Nobody. And so to me, if you're not the guy they game plan for, then I can't give you that kind of money. You know, you game plan for Tyreek. Yeah. You game plan for, for the, for the corner. Yeah. You better game plan for those guys. You game plan for Derrick Henry. You know what I'm saying? Certain players you game plan for. And Christian Wilkins is not a player you that that the offensive 
offensive unit is, oh, yeah, no, we got to get this guy will wreck our offense. No. And it was telling that, I mean, Zach Sealer got his money last offseason. And um, so as those talks with Wilkins last year uh, didn't go anywhere and, and um, you know, Dolphins made their offer and Wilkins felt he, he deserved more. And then they said, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and uh, secure Zach Sealer at a more affordable rate. And uh, Zach Sealer, actually, he had 10 sacks uh, last year. So for, for Wilkins at his nine, Zach Sealer even uh, one-upped him at a, a much um, at an interception and a touchdown too. Yeah, touchdown, yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, Sealer's been the better player actually, right. and and he and he gets paid half the money that the right. less than half great the money this guy's asking for. Right, less than half the money. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing about you know you're you're overturning the cart there a little bit because Zach Sealer's next to you, outplaying you almost, and he's getting paid half. That's why it's very dangerous also paying him uh, that kind of money. I, that's why I'm convinced they won't give him a long term, but they will help themselves by tagging him for one more year if they don't think they can replace him. That's yeah. kind of yeah, – I think you go the two routes, whether it's a, the tag and it's just one year and you play it like that, or then if – now the long-term deal probably wouldn't be what you want from the Dolphins' perspective, but then it could help them in the short-term 2024 cap space. But then you're really digging yourself deep in future years, especially once you're also already paying Tua. So there would be a lot of challenges in future seasons, but uh, that would, would provide relief for this offseason if you want to really just make it a one big shot uh, sort of 2024 season. I like to take things as, you know, as they come and and not get ahead of myself on certain things. Yeah. So a lot of people are, and, and one of them is this. Well, what do you think they're going to do in the first round? Well, I don't know yet. I got to see what they do in free agency first. Yes, yes. And I can figure things out. Okay, having said all that, I don't want to get too much into that like that. But from what you've gathered with the 21st pick, what is going to be the kind of positions that might be healthy enough to be there at 21 for the Dolphins? Yeah, I mean, offensive linemen, uh, possibly a, a third receiver, although um, I was just uh, in uh, media interviews for prospects, wide receivers were talking. Uh, LSU wide receiver Brian Thomas, who had been in, in you know, mock there. Um, uh, the Dolphins haven't even talked to him. Uh, no formal meeting with him So here at the Combine. So the, that was in, uh, intriguing. Um, so uh, they might be looking at – Go for a receiver. I would go for a tight yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. So I always found Bowers, it, uh, Bowers right. is the only one, and there's zero chance that he gets out of the top ten. Yeah, zero. yeah, right. And and I think I've seen it mocked where like oh uh, fifteen to the Colts, uh, where if he gets to where if he drops that far, which I, I agree, I don't see it. He's just too good of a prospect. But if somehow that were the case and that happened, then. Maybe could the Dolphins move up? You know, Chris Greer is, is not ruling out a move up or move down. He's always willing to to uh, wheel and deal. So if he gets into that range, then and you have a prospect like Brock Bowers who um, would be comparable to the impact Sam Laporta had for the Detroit Lions this past year as a rookie, um, if not maybe even better, uh, because I, th I think he's a better prospect right now going into the draft than last year. Laporta obviously had a tremendous season, but – uh, then, yeah, you, you might want to just go ahead and go for that home run of moving up uh, if it's a reasonable amount to get a guy like Brock Bowers. But they could also trade down, and then you end up – because you have a big uh, gap between your second-round pick. You don't pick in the third, don't pick in the fourth. Next one is in, is in the fifth. So trading down could offer you more picks in the middle rounds if there's a lot of prospects that 
that they like at uh, whatever ends up being still positions of need going into the draft. Uh, a lot of that, like you said, will be settled uh, here in this coming month of, of March in free agency and with you, any you trade look, potential. You look at the NFL, San Francisco, they use the tight end, right? They got a pretty yeah. damn good one. You just mentioned Detroit. Detroit. They got themselves a pretty damn good tight end. Dallas hey, Cowboys got some yeah. good tight ends. The whole Final Four. Yeah, Philadelphia. Philadelphia Eagles, yeah. they have a tight end. Kansas City Chiefs, they have a tight end. Uh, the let's the see. Ravens with Mark Andrews. Ravens. Baltimore Ravens have a couple of tight ends because the yeah. likely kid did a nice job after Andrews. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills use a lot of tight ends. Uh, and then the Dolphins, the guy that coaches it, has been in an offense that has always been heavily used with the tight end. Now they went for Waller the first year, and as I've said many times over, Laporta was the guy that they targeted last year, and they couldn't get to him. I think they will, but the question is what's available in free agency and then what's available in the draft and all that. But Miami has no shot in the draft at 21 because there is no tight end worthy of reaching for, and the Bowers kid, there's no way he's going to fall that far. You know what I'm saying? That just doesn't make any sense. It'd have to be a situation where he falls just to a reasonable spot to trade up into because, um, yeah, it's just – he's obviously not falling to to you at 21. Get that out. It's a position of – Never mind. And it's an important position in the NFL nowadays. Yes. The better offenses have a very productive tight end part of it. And I know the Dolphins want one badly. That's why when, you know, a lot of a lot of people in the media too talk about a third receiver, I think they're missing the boat. They're not going to spend money or a draft pick on a receiver when they have all that money tied up. They're going to spend it on a tight end because that's a different mismatch that they need on the field. The bigger the bigger receiver, the bigger target for Tua. That's the other thing you need to start getting bigger for Tua. You you can't keep it, It can't be the Oompa Loompas playing on offense all over the place. You got to add some size, bro. You know, Gesicki was good to to high point, yet McDaniel was ignorant enough that he couldn't work him into the offense. You have to find a way, Chase Claypool, whatever it is, but you need to add an Aronde Gadsden type of, you know, uh, effect to this offense. And the position that you can do it in is at tight end. And so that's why, to me, tight end will be a priority this offseason. They have to find a way to get a tight end. Yeah. Uh, do you know right now what's the list of free agents? Because we haven't found out who's going to get released, too. Yeah, yeah, there's that. Uh, but well, one, one guy I was going to bring up is uh, after Bowers and uh, Jatavian Sanders. Uh, probably yeah. would, might be the second tight end in this draft. But um, obviously there's a drop-off after Bowers, so let's get that clear. It's not a deep tight end draft bus, so it's kind of Bowers or nothing in a, in a little bit. But uh, Sanders is a 6'4 guy, uh, receiving guy. He can block when he's out on the perimeter, so that could be good for, for the wide zone scheme. And um, I found it interesting when I was talking to him uh, at Combine interviews that um, – he he really liked meeting with the Dolphins and, and specifically meeting with Mike McDaniel and seeing how similar he was to how he is on TV. So clearly he watched Hard Knocks. So that is telling though that Mike McDaniel was was speaking to this tight end uh, specifically. So uh, obviously he's not a first rounder, but if let's say with the second round pick, if you've already addressed a lot of other things and you still have tight end sort of pending, then uh, possibly a target there for for the Dolphins. All right, what are you uh, working on the Sun Sentinel so folks can check you out, my friend? 
Yeah, um, I actually wrote about uh, uh, those two tight ends uh, just yesterday uh, to a contract, what it could look like, um, everything that Mike McDaniel and Chris Greer have tackled uh, this uh, this combine. Uh, just a very busy week. And then um, I'll get into some uh, prospect stuff too, maybe write something about uh, local prospects uh, here who have uh, mentioned uh, talking to the Dolphins and uh, what it would mean to play for the hometown. Uh, there's a lot of those, as there always is, because South Florida pr- produces a lot of talent. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, try, try, trying to also get some of the prospect stuff in there, too, be, uh, because that's going on at the Combine. But uh, we've all obviously tackled all, all the big uh, build-up to free agency headlines and uh, everything Chris and, uh, and Mike were talking about this week. All right. Follow him on Twitter at David Faronis underscore and subscribe to the South Florida Sun Sentinel. David, as always, thank you, my brother. Have a fantastic weekend and safe travels. Thank you. You got it. There you go. The great David Ferronis. And, of course, Welt and Rayom. Folks, come on, man. Let me tell you, I, I don't know if you know, but the new rules that DeSantis put together with the insurance companies and your home and all that kind of stuff, um, he gave the companies the advantage, not us. He put us at a disadvantage. And the key now is that you hire the best lawyer possible. If you hire a crappy lawyer, you are not going to be in a good position. So you want to get somebody that is going to get the most for you. Please call Welton Realm. I saw it firsthand. They attacked Progressive and freaking crushed them. And Progressive was not willing to pay what they were supposed to pay in order to fix our wall. And Welton Realm brought them to their knees and got them to pay. And they've done it for other listeners uh, here on our show. Several listeners, by the way, even one in Orlando. So call them. The consultation's free. So if something happened to you, bankruptcy, homeowner property damage, condo damage, criminal defense, business owner claims, commercial litigation, personal injury, and you're not sure if you have a case, but if you don't ask, you'll never find out. And the consultation is free. 954 966 4646 called Jeff Welt right now. Jeff Welt and Daniel Rayon. They know how to get it done. They're in Hollywood and they service everywhere, man. So call them 954 966 4646.